Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome on into the Wolverine recruiting show. Clayton Safey here with EJ Holland and Tim Verghese. We're going to break down the latest surrounding Michigan football recruiting in a little bit of limbo here with Jim Harbaugh set to interview with the Minnesota Vikings on Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, so Harbaugh doing that. Seems like the staff has some time, time off. Wednesday's also National Signing Day. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. Not expecting a ton of fireworks for the Wolverines. But, EJ, you know, there's kind of been the rumors starting in early January and, you know, pretty silent on that front. Michigan didn't shoot any down or anything like that. Continue to recruit, continue to hit the recruiting trail. We talked about it for the last few weeks. Jim Harbaugh, the rest of the staff going around the country visiting kids. Um, and now with this interview, I feel like, you know, maybe it was kind of that background noise for a while, but it's kind of finally up to the surface now, I guess. Talking to kids, talking to parents, talking to people around the program, how is this affecting Michigan football recruiting, the fact that your head coach is, is going to interview for an NFL team? Yeah, it was a business as usual approach for most of the last month, especially with the contact period. Like we mentioned on previous videos, Jim Harbaugh did fly around the country, saw several recruits, spent some time in Florida, in the DMV, back in the Midwest. So he was out there. He was out and about. And kind of the same message for Harbaugh in Michigan was I'm planning to be here. Right. Planning's not really a definitive word, but, you know, there were the rumors on social media and kids saw that. And I think. It really did hinder Michigan, especially coming off Big Ten title, a college football playoff appearance. Their ability to capitalize on that, I think, was diminished a little bit by just the the whole Harbaugh situation in general. Now that was fine. You know, I always said on the message board, you know, Michigan can recover from that. They still have time to sell it once this situation gets figured out. We go through this kind of every off season, but now the roofs kind of caved in uh, this week with. Harbaugh obviously taking that interview with the Vikings on Wednesday, uh, the rumors of him doing, I, I guess, the Zoom interview or the phone interview or whatever preliminary call he had with them uh, over the weekend while recruits were actually on campus. So I think it's kind of just full blown. It's It's gone at this point. The magic that Michigan had this season is no longer really sellable on the recruiting trail. I mean, recruits aren't dumb. They're on social media. They see all the rumors. They know Harbaugh's interviewing with the Vikings, they know even if Harbaugh does come back to Michigan, what's going to be his status moving forward? Is this a guy that's going to always be eyeing the NFL? You know other schools are pitching that against Michigan, and I've heard as much as well. So, yeah, I think it's drastically affecting recruiting. I think it's just a really crappy situation, especially for the kids that signed early. Um, and, and there was, you know, basically the, the whole class signed early. So, it sucks for them, the 2023 class. I think it's still early to where if there is a coaching change or Harbaugh does stay, there can be some damage control there. But just it, it's not what we were expecting. I mean, this was supposed to be an elite recruiting class. This was supposed to be 
Michigan being sold on the recruiting trail. Tim and I were supposed to travel nationally and see all these recruits and have all these great stories. And it was supposed to be a ton of fun. Instead, here we are in a situation that we relive every single year, only to a worse extent this year. Now, very quickly, if Harbaugh does take the job with the Vikings or just leave for the NFL in general, I guess the Dolphins are still in play as well. If Harbaugh does leave for the NFL, I think it's too early to speculate on which guys would ask out of their NIL or which guys would enter to the portal. But just to clarify, if Harbaugh does go to the NFL, the guys that have enrolled early uh, are able to jump in the portal just like any other guys and transfer freely. The guys that have signed but have not enrolled to sign their NIL during uh, the December signing period, those guys are able to uh, just ask out of their NIL. Anytime a head coach leaves, can ask out of their NIL without penalty, and they're free to sign with anybody else even after the uh, early signing period. So, I mean, the late signing period here in February. So, yeah, I, I think it would be a, a pretty big mess for the 2022 recruiting class, which is currently ranked number eight nationally. Again, it's too early to speculate which recruits would hop in the portal, which recruits would ask out of their NIL. We'll see what happens with Harbaugh on Wednesday once his interview with the Vikings wraps up. And I think we'll know more in the next you know, few days and see how that situation plays out. But that's what it would mean for 2022. And we you know, kind of touched on what it meant for 2023 as well. So just uh, not a great situation for Michigan recruiting at this point in the week. Yeah, definitely. And, and it'd be a terrible look if, if a school didn't let a kid out of their letter of intent or whatever. You, you always see it where if they ask for it. We saw it with Xavier Worthy last year where he asked for it and was able to get out of it. Um, so, yeah, that'd be a messy situation. Obviously, it's not there yet. But uh, as EJ said, we'll continue to monitor that. Wednesday is kind of the big day there. And then, you know, there probably should be some good indications on whether or not he either accepts it quickly or is out of the running. Um you expect some resolution by the end of the week. Uh, Tim, let's shift focus real quick to 2023 where, you know, Michigan has been hosting guys the last couple weekends. They've obviously been on the trail as we talked about earlier, hitting the road month long dead period started the other night. Uh, you know, now they're going to get a chance to regroup a little bit, I guess. Tell us about how you think with all that's going on, all the noise around the program right now, how that month of, you know, having a dead period could help Michigan kind of reset. I think the uh, the uh, dead period kind of comes at an interesting time for Michigan right now. Um, obviously, on one hand, you've got you've got the Harbaugh rumors. You're kind of waiting for those to blow over. Um, and like EJ said, they've been going about business as usual for the last month. Um, and you know, kind of this dead period does come at a at a good time, in my opinion, because you know another week on the road, as these rumors are persisting, with him taking an interview in person on Wednesday. You know, previously it's been I'm not planning on leaving business as usual, all of that, that starts to sound more and more hollow. You know, if like, for example, George, he lose out in Jacksonville talking to a recruit the same day Harbaugh's interviewing for the Vikings, you know, like it just is not a good look. Uh, it starts to come off and it would have done more harm than good at that point. So I think this comes at an interesting time for that to let kind of let this blow over. Like EJ said, this thing should hopefully have some type of resolution one way or the other of whether he's staying or going here within a week or two. Um, and in this month also gives Michigan a time to, to reset on that end. You know, if he does leave, this gives them a chance to 
make a hire for that hire to kind of get comfortable, figure out who he, which on this who on the staff he's retaining, figure out those kind of things, and really hit the trail hard coming out of the dead period. Um, if Harbaugh does stay, this gives them a time to kind of reset and kind of figure out, you know, and reposition. You know, they've lost a lot of momentum from the 2021 season because of the last month of rumors and. You know, now it's going to be a, a looming thing moving forward. Of is Harbaugh going to leave? Is he always? Is he, you know? Is he looking at the NFL? Um, but you know, they can they can readjust. They can kind of figure out a positioning statement. I mean, this is just marketing essentially. You know, they can figure out a positioning statement. They can figure out something to coming out of this dead period. Really attack some of the the recruits hard and kind of figure out. You know, we can build back some of that momentum from the 2021 season. Michigan is here to stay. Remember, just a month ago. All the buzz was positive about Michigan. You know, this, like EJ said, this 23 recruiting class is supposed to be something special. Um, and it still can be. I mean, they're still in good standing with a good amount of guys. It's just some of this noise needs to blow over one way or the other. So um, it's going to be kind of interesting to kind of see, you know, if he does stay, what their statement is coming out of this month and getting back on the recruiting trail um, because they do have an opportunity to make up some of that momentum. Um, on the other hand, this, 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 uh, the dead period does also give the staff a little time to kind of figure out what what they want to do, what they're really looking for. Um, obviously, with Elston on the staff, they haven't really had a whole lot of sit-down meetings with Elston to figure out what he's looking for at defensive line, at the address of position, things like that. There have been a ton of offers, specifically at that position here in the last month. Um, I believe they're up to 68 total defensive line offers in the 23 class. So, you know, and I, I, I don't even think they have a good idea of how that board falls out. So this month will give them a time to really dig into some film, really dig into what they're really looking for and put together somewhat of a concrete, you know, board and allow them to prioritize who they're hitting when they're hitting them. Um, because like I said, especially at the edge rusher position, Michigan's in on a lot of guys. Um, and this is taking away the Harbaugh situation, um, but they are in on a lot of guys um, and they just have to be really careful on how they manage that board, you know, because everyone has different timelines. Everyone has different things they're really looking for. Um, and you're really seeing that kind of kind of pop out. You know, there's a couple of Michigan targets that are now trending elsewhere at that position. Um, and, you know, some it's like, you know, it's fine to lose that kid. You know, we we have higher guys on the board. But if you miss out on the top, you have to be careful on kind of how you balance lower on that board. Um, so D-line is one board, one position, you know, where they kind of have to figure out the board there. Running backs, I think another one that to a lesser extent, they kind of have to figure out what they really want what their targets are going to be. Wide receivers, another one, they made a ton of new offers at the wide receiver position. Um, so they'll kind of have a chance here in this next month to kind of prioritize who they want, what they're really looking for, contingency options. Um, they're really shooting for the stars at some of these positions, you know, so you have to have good, solid contingency options for, you know, a guy like Jalen Brown, who is have who has a truly national recruitment where, you know, he could opt to stay at Miami. And if he falls through, he's your top target. What happens there? You know, you have to figure out how to, figure out some of your contingency options. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how they attack this month. And we should have a clear idea one way or the other, what Michigan is trying to do on the recruiting trail of the cycle at the end of the month. Um, but obviously that whole thing could get completely turned around if Harbaugh leaves and there's a new staff here. Cause obviously that comes with a new recruiting strategy uh, and things like that. So it'll be an interesting month for sure. Yeah. It's funny. We will know what it will be at the end of the month. We don't know what that's going to be now, you know, it could be a completely new head coach, could be, you know, a new defensive coordinator, which you would assume if Harbaugh stays, uh, he would hire one by that time and, you know, potentially uh, a different strategy there. So definitely a lot to watch. EJ, before we talk about the late 
signing day here. And again, not expecting a ton out of that. But, you know, going back to that, if Jim Harbaugh does stay, um, you would lose some momentum there. At the same time, I mean, you've covered the team for or you've covered recruiting at Michigan for almost three years. I've followed the program for a long time. We've seen Jim Harbaugh handle things like this better than anyone thought he could. You know, they kept recruiting in 2021 at the end of the cycle there, getting some late ads, you know, despite a terrible season and all the rumors. He seems to handle chaos <laughs> pretty well. And, uh, you know, those uncomfortable situations seem to end up working out in a positive way for Michigan, you know, or is at least as positive as you can make it. What are your thoughts on, I guess, you know, a little bit more expanding on the fact that if he did come back, I know the, that would be kind of a cloud hanging over their head, but it'd still be, you know, potentially where this staff could, there's some good recruiters on this staff, like they could still pull together and, and make this a good 2023 class. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Michigan. Like Michigan's always going to recruit at a top 15 level. I mean, at very worst, I think they, they wouldn't finish below 20. You know, I think Michigan's always going to recruit like that even if uh if Clayton Safey was the head coach I feel like they would recruit at that level it's, it's I think we do pretty well in that case <laughs> there's a lot to sell uh for just the university the football program I mean it, it's always gonna it's always gonna be a top tier college football program it's blue blood I mean again it's, it's Michigan so I think Michigan's gonna end up with a good recruiting class either way but when we're talking about an elite, elite level class, I mean, I really, really thought coming out of this college football playoff, coming out of the Big Ten title, coming off the win over Ohio State, this could have been a top three recruiting class. Like this could have challenged for the number one recruiting class in the country. I don't know if Michigan will get there, uh, even, you know, let's say Harbaugh does come back, you know, just because of the rumors, because the momentum has been lost a little bit, because other schools have negative recruited Michigan a bit. And I do have faith that Harbaugh and the staff would be able to pull together just like they did this past cycle. And they finished with the number eight recruiting class in the country, give or take, depending on how tomorrow goes for some other schools. But I, I think the dream scenario of Michigan building off the momentum of such a great season and ending up with uh, a a class that was in contention for the number one spot. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure I, I really see that in the future on top of the fact that NIL still hasn't, you know, really gotten going for Michigan either. So yeah, I mean, it's, it just, it's, it's kind of a, a really crappy situation. There's no other way to put it, but I, at the end of the day, if Harbaugh does come back, I do feel like this will still be a, a top 15 class at worst. If, he doesn't come back, you know, like Tim said, right now they have a chance to regroup during the dead period. If Harbaugh takes that Minnesota job or goes to Miami or whatever he does in the next couple of weeks, we're still going to be in that dead period. So Michigan can make a hire coming out of the dead period and uh, that coach and whoever he decides to keep and bring in, they can get on the road and really sell Michigan. And uh, whenever you have a new staff, you, you always get that kind of new staff bump, that new car smell. Um, so I feel like, you know, I, again, I think Michigan recruiting is going to be fine. If you're, if you're content with a top 15, a uh, number eight to number 15 class, I think you're going to get that pretty much no matter what. Um, but it's just, it, it sucks if you're a Michigan fan looking at what could have been for this cycle, what could have been a number one class in the country. Yeah. I think that's a fair way of looking at it. Um, let's wrap up with talking about signing day. Wednesday, I mean, 
Jim Harbaugh going to that interview on signing day is pretty much an indication that they're not expecting a lot to happen. Take us through uh, what Michigan has left on the board. Obviously, Josh Connerly is a guy to watch, but he's not making his decision for at least another month. So uh, it should be pretty uh, uneventful day at Schembechler Hall. It seems like the fax machines may not be uh, being used so much. Well, it'll be an eventful day, but not for recruiting reasons. Right. Maybe more <laughs> in Minneapolis than, than <laughs> Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, I think Wednesday is really going to be a hardball watch. I don't think it's going to have any type of national signing day feel to it. I mean, we had a staff meeting on Monday and kind of discussed what our content ideas were. And I'm not even sure where we're going to have as much as we talked about on Monday, just because there isn't a whole lot going on and we could see some serious movement with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, there's a reason Harbaugh is going on on when or has no problem going on Wednesday is because Michigan's not expected to sign anybody. Andrew Paul, uh, late running back target out of Dallas, uh, had Michigan in his top group, made an official visit to Ann Arbor. looks like he's going to be heading off to Georgia. There were no real other 2022 targets. Uh, Josh Connerly obviously is still the big name on the board uh, on 300 offensive tackle out of the Seattle area, but he's pushing his decision or has pushed his decision past signing day. And that's been the plan uh, for several months. I had someone on Twitter ask, is Connerly not signing because of Harbaugh? Like, no, that's been his plan like for a little while to just push it past national signing day. So yeah, I think it's going to be uneventful at this point. We're not expecting Michigan to sign anybody. I mean, it is National Signing Day, so we're always wary. Like we could see a, a Dan Villari type of situation from a couple of cycles ago where nobody knew who this kid was, and then he popped up like 24 hours before signing day. Like that's always a possibility. But given the state of uh, of, of Jim Harbaugh's status and, and the fact that he's going out to Minneapolis to – interview with the Vikings. We're not expecting anything to happen on National Signing Day. I think us as reporters, uh, you guys as viewers and fans, we're all just going to be waiting to see what happens coming out of that Minnesota Vikings interview. And then Kevante Henry is committed to Michigan. Obviously, he's been looking around. Pretty soft commitment, it seems like there. Had a great relationship with Courtney Morgan. Uh, what do you expect to happen with him? Uh, I think he's going to go ahead and uh, flip to Arizona. I put in a flip pick uh, yesterday. I kind of have been hinting on the board since the early period that we're not expecting him to sign. So, you know, if you if you follow us over at uh, at the Wolverine, you, you've known for a while that Henry wasn't going to be in this class. So, yeah, not expecting any signatures tomorrow. Yep, that was just a layup for you there. And a plug for our $1 deal at thewolverine.com. Gets you an entire year, limited time offer, so go and do that. It'll take you through the whole Harbaugh NFL rumors of next year, even twos at this point. So uh, go and do that right now, and uh, we'll see everyone next time.